Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Back in March of 2017, we completed an adventure set far to the north entitled The Migration, written by Sean Little. We continue now with most of the same characters in Sean's new scenario entitled Equinox. This is episode one, and I will be giving a short recap. And so without further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. My name is Dr. Owen Brody. I'm a professor at the University of Toronto. I've seen things, horrible things. As each spring approaches and as each autumn falls, I become apprehensive, fearful that the events of 1927 will repeat themselves. We were stationed in Northern Canada in a little mining town called Pardue Mills. We were there because of the caribou migration. Well, I was anyway. Something had gone wrong. Weeks had gone by and the caribou were nowhere to be found. Something had, something had stopped them. We'd been conscripted by the, the local government to investigate. The, the whole town relied on the caribou as a source of meat. We suspected that the local mining company was somehow responsible. We, we went out looking for a cause. We, we found it. See, the whole town had been founded by some visionary nut job who wanted to create a perfect society. The natives warned him not to go poking around the hills, but he didn't listen. Why would he? The caribou, they, they changed. My God, that sound. They were changed into monsters. It's, it's not real. It's not not real. Is it real? There were things living under the hills, splicing men and beasts together like windigos or half caribou, half men. But they weren't the aliens. They were the experiments. They were like soldier slaves of the aliens. How to describe them? More like lobsters than crabs, but they walked upright with their brains on the top. Oh, oh, and they had wings. The fucking things could fly. They were, they were doing something in that mountain. And they took Ma McKenzie and, and Helena down there. And we had to rescue them. There were tables with bodies and parts of bodies, like an assembly line. And the, and the caribou men, they were the guards, and, and they were doing something with brains and the smell and the sound. Oh, my God. Oh, we, we found Ma and Helena, and we ran. We, we got out by the elevator, and we threw dynamite down there, and there was an explosion. Somehow we made it back. Now it's the dreams. That's why I started visiting my psychologist. He's good. He's almost convinced me that it wasn't real. Poor stupid bastard. Still, 
It helps talking about it, even if he didn't believe me. I, I managed to actually get back into teaching classes, but I kept wondering about it, about them. I, I, I don't know about the others. Sometimes I see them, but we try our best not to be reminded of that time we were under the ground. Helena seemed okay at first, but uh, then they had to lock her up. She did things, things they wouldn't tell me. Those alien creatures under the hill, the, the natives kind of knew. They had, they had stories. I, I wondered if there were other stories about creatures that lived under the hills and the mountains. My research led me to stories from the, uh, the Lepcha people of Bhutan and practitioners, practitioners of Bon, uh, a type of Tibetan Buddhism. They had stories of shape-shifting creatures known as Migoi or uh, Yeti. It, it reminded me of something I'd read once, uh, a passage from a forbidden book, something about the Migo who lived underground and abducted people and did things to them. The book, as I seem to remember, is the Necronomicon. There's a copy at Miskatonic University in Massachusetts, but all of my requests to examine the book have been rejected. They, they say the book's old and rare and delicate and restricted. What more can I do? I throw myself into my work. All I can do is try to forget, but that really doesn't seem to be an option. Thank you, Tom. I have a bit of an introduction for you all. It has been a long year and, and a bit since those terrible events you took part in. They left you confused. Well, two years, actually. They left you confused, frightened at times, and sometimes without sleep. You see one another on the streets, nod, have a coffee, or something stronger once in a while. But never do you speak of what you saw out loud, where anyone can hear you. No one would believe you anyways. You together concocted a story of a foreign mining company trying to cause panic and abandonment of the, of the local industry in town for their own nefarious purposes. You were unsure if people would believe you, but they did. Uh, you knew they wouldn't believe about those flying leathery winged insect creatures kidnapping humans and hooking their brains up to what, you know, they'd call you crazy if you told them what you saw. Some of you returned to the site to destroy evidence after making notes and taking photographs. Others shunned the mere idea. Uh, you did, however, share the full story, well, most of it, with the government people that came to see you as a group and indiv individually. You didn't seem to, they didn't seem to doubt you. Um, strangely, they reimbursed you for your expenses and suffering and asked you to keep it quiet to not upset the locals. And um, you assumed they were government people. Crazy. You all suffered crazy to varying degrees. You all have issues, your fears, your twitches, jumps, paranoia, delusions. But you make do, most of you, sort of. And now a second spring since the incident loomed, since the incident looms, as the air becomes somewhat milder, the days are longer and almost as long as the nights. The equinox, it's looming too. You receive a letter asking you to travel to Sault Ste. Marie for a meeting with a Mr. Deerworth. You each receive this letter. It's on fine linen paper, embossed with a gold logo of a company called Dominion Metals and Mines, the company that bought up the local mine and promptly shut it down. You ask around, and all you can tell is they're a subsidiary of Dominion International um, from Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, Baton Rouge. Uh, 
from the letter, you've gathered that your expenses will be paid, all of them, if you can be there on March 20th, 2 p.m., Harbor Light Motel, Hotel, on Elgin Street in the, and near the International Dock in Sault Ste. Marie. You're asked to bring travel documentation, warmer spring clothing, if you wish. You should you think it's probably reasonable. It's a warmer spring so far, even where you are. And you want answers. So you think this is something you're all going to do. So as a group, you've, you're meeting. So oh. you get together for coffee and now you can talk. So did you guys receive the, uh, the same letter I did? Yes. Well, I did. Um, Here you go, Owen. It seems so, yes. Yeah, I got it. I wonder why it's all of us again. Quite frankly, I didn't think I'd ever see you all together again. I know. I don't even want to talk about that. So, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I've... <clears throat> Does anybody know anything about this Dominion company? Not, nothing at all, uh, I'm afraid. Not a damn thing. They came in and swooped up that mine, though. <clears throat> yeah, I thought that was all supposed to be just closed, shut down and closed down. And, and those people that came afterwards... Did you guys buy that they were from the government? I, I'm not so sure. I find it harder and harder to, to think what what is conspiracy and what is not nowadays. They, they had they had the um, I was going to say they had the right identification, but um, I, they they showed me identification, but but I I don't really know what government identification is meant to look like. No. So I've had some deal with government folk, uh, you know, when I'm, you know, at the welfare office and uh, they didn't seem like government folk to me. At least not part of any, any basic uh, bureaucracy. I don't know. And then what this is all about. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. We got a meeting with these people. Yeah, how are we how are we going to get down there? Do they uh, they are they going to be paying for our train or? We just got tickets. Okay. They came with a letter. Nice tickets. I have this like two days. I, I I don't mind the train trip as long as the damn thing doesn't go into tunnels. I think I'll be fine. I'm sure, there's going to be tunnels, aren't there? Yeah, I've been wow. I've been scared to go underground too, after uh, after what happened. I've I've been severely affected by it. It, it haunts my dreams at night. I can see it in your eyes, Doc. And poor Helena. It's a damn shame. Have, uh, I don't know. At least, at least we have we have the rest of you know us here. 
I hope this is nothing. I hope it's, it has nothing to do with anything creepy or crawly or. I sure hope though. I sure hope not. It's not gonna be anything. If they offer me a million creepy. bucks to go underground, I'll say, "Hey, no." <laughs> Wouldn't that be something though? Million dollars. In this day and age, yeah. Considering, ooh, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Has the stock market crashed in the United States yet? October, isn't it? October, yeah. So things are booming in the United States. Yeah, could it be better? Um, Have uh, have any of you taken up the bottle? Not, not to any great extent. I've been having a few more and more, but that's basically, you know, got to be careful that stuff. Killed my daddy. He saw a lot of crazy shit out in uh, out out west too. So uh, yeah, it'll it'll kill you. I, <sighs> I walk in fashionably late, and I see you all, and I'm like, "You guys, what are you all doing here?" Same thing. You are. You got a letter, didn't you? We all got it. Okay. Jimmy, my boy, sit down. Have a have a cup of Joe with us. Yeah, no, thank you. I must um, say, I find this all most perplexing. I I I, I don't understand why. Uh, I, I, did 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 we all get exactly the same letter? And you, you no one got any more details. Ma kind of pulls out her crumpled up, you know, because it's printed on this fine paper, but it's just totally like, you know, crumpled yeah. up. And kind of piece it together a bit. And looks about the same, same as yours. Well, yeah, I, a long time. And I put I pull mine out too. You know, mine is a little bit more, you know, cleaner kind of thing. I just read it and then I basically just, you know, put in the note and I'm here now. We're quite the trusting lot, aren't we? I don't know. I guess there's it's just human psychology that we uh, we try and uh, we've seen things and now we want to see more, I guess. Well, I guess I, I kind of want to prove to myself that it was real because it really doesn't seem real. Seems like a nightmare. Have have we seen you in town at all, Brody? Off and on. I I I tend to not want to interact when I see you guys, but And you've definitely seen me around town there, Jimmy. Okay. And Percy, you're local too, right? Oh yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't get out as much as as I used to. I see you at the supermarket every now and then. Oh yes, yes. I'm, 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 I, you know, I, I, I try and keep busy. Now hold on, oh, oh, hold on, one second. Are we talking about party mills? You're in party mills. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, you wouldn't see me around party mills. I'm, I'm teaching at Toronto. Okay, that's what. So basically, like in that two years time period, you just disappeared. Yeah, unless some of you came to Toronto, you might have seen me on the street there. Okay. 
And it's a small enough town, the rest of you will have, you'll see each other. Like, even if it's just walking down the street, you're going to see each other eventually. Yep. Well, you have your breakfast, your chat, sorry, you're chatting away. You all have your tickets. I'm assuming, Dr. Brody, you've traveled up to Pardue Mills to meet with the rest of the group. Is that your, yeah. what you've done? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so you've had, you know that the ticket, today is the 18th, it's the morning of the 18th, and the uh, tickets actually that you received for the train, and uh, this is a train that goes direct to Sault Ste. Marie nonstop, uh, is leaving 7 a.m. March the 20th in two days. So I, I'm not going to, you know, you don't have to role play two straight days of poking <laughs> around town, but uh, you know where Helene is you know what's happened you have a couple of days to plan so this is what to this time is for well i'm not i'm not exactly sure what we're planning for well mm -hmm. should we should should we should we draw up some manifests so that we know what to take with us that's what i was thinking packing and then someone should check the manifest. Well, let's let's spend the next couple of hours discussing exactly what we're all going to pack to take with us. Oh, you can't find any socks. Who's going to go look for the socks? Now, I'd prefer woolen socks. Um, preferably, well, here, they have to be knitted. You have to find olive, someone to knit socks. Green. Like the ones that your grandmother used to uh, knit for you. Yes, pro proper knee socks that you yeah. can wear with a pair of uh, of, of, of breeches. Um, or knickerbockers. So, does anybody know who this Reginald Deersworth is? Never heard of him. Maybe we should do a little research and see if we can find out who these people are. What well, well we, we could try, but um, yeah, what are we going to find from Pardue Mills? Finite, yeah, there's a finite limit on what you can find out in Pardue Mills. Um, have they set up shop yet in Pardue Mills at, at the mine? Dominion? They have. Okay. Dominion Metals has purchased the mine. You all, this is common knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, Around the time that these government people came to speak to you, shortly before the mine had shut down, and then the people who worked at the mine, bit by bit, they were bossed away to their home provinces or states, wherever they came from. And Demian Mines and Metals purchased the property, moved in, put up new fencing. You saw groups of people going in. They generally stayed on the mine property, did not stay in town. They sent vehicles in to get food. Um, they did a lot of a lot of money was spent in the town over the last year by these people. Uh, they seem friendly enough, but they're not hanging out at the pub. They're not going they're, to the they're restaurant. They're not, they're not employing local people. Then. No, no, it's, it's not a full mining crew. It's just people who are doing work at the mine, not mining. I tried to get a job there. They don't want anything to do with me. Mm. Yeah. I looked into something there too. Uh, Jimmy, do you want to head up to the mines while they kind of do the book work, uh, or you guys are welcome to come too, but you know, I can try and chat them up, see if I can don't get have anything else to do. Maybe. Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd, I'd offer to drive you up there in, in my motor car, but we've only got two days. I think we can walk faster. 
Dr. Brody, you, you seeing the other people look, having their letters in front, you notice yours is slightly different and you flip it over. You haven't actually looked at the back side of the paper. Mm. It actually mentions that um, there's a separate bit of handwriting on the back that says, please contact, and it has a phone number, someone local. It's a, it's a courier type person for the delivery of your balloon. Celestine. <laughs> so they're recommending you deliver your balloon and they have an address in uh, Lansing, Michigan, where they suggest you have it delivered. Uh, I never noticed this on the back of my letter, but I want my balloon. What the fuck? It's for your use. It says you may wish to have your balloon delivered to Lansing, Michigan. What do they want me to, to get my... Uh, uh, excuse me for a few minutes. I need to make a phone call. And mm. I'm going to go and uh, arrange for my... Now, my, my balloon needs to go to Lansing, Michigan? Yes. All right, Lansing, Michigan. Um, forgive my ignorance. Warehouse 40. Uh, but where is uh, South Saint Marie? I don't know. Hmm. Is it Canada? It, there's two Sault Saint Maries. Mm -hmm. There's one on the Canadian side of I've been there, Lake Huron, um, and then right across the water is another Sault Saint Marie, which is Sault Saint Marie, Michigan. It's where the oh. two state and province butt, and there's like a little river that goes between Saint Lake Superior and Lake Huron. Oh, okay, and is is Lansing near? Sault Ste. Marie? No, you're going to have to, to get to Lansing, you would have to go to Sault Ste. Marie, take a ferry, go down, I don't know what you call that nubbly bit of Michigan, the, the, the bumpy peninsula. bit. The it's peninsula. Mm -hmm. <laughs> French words, of course, I should know. And then you go down into where the base of that peninsula is, and that's Lansing, and then Detroit's farther down into your oh. right or to the east. So uh, I I will then go and I'll, I'll arrange that that my balloon be teleported or uh, tra transported there. <laughs> it's a balloon. It can be teleported. Yeah. All right. So I'm off doing that. Okay. Um. Yeah, and I guess uh, you know we'll we'll kind of start. Um, Packing up because it's what like half a day's walk to the mine from. from we got to go down the rift and then back up again and. Yeah, it's kind of a ways. But the, um, the they don't have any offices now, so we're, at least you're not contending with the snow, I guess. Right, you don't yeah. have to have the big jetney thing that we had before. Uh, do they have like an office in Party Mills, or is it just pretty much located up at the mine? Sean? Yes, I'm sorry. I, I oh. lost connection for a second. Okay. <laughs> um, I, do they have like an office in Party Mills or are they pretty much just totally located at the mine? They've set up an office just inside the fence at the mine. Okay. Every, the local people are a little ticked off about this because there's lots of vacant office space. And instead right. of doing what the other mine company did and have it there, integrate with society, attend meetings, blah, blah. They just moved right into the fence line into a shed. So mm -hmm. I mean, they, they have a they they'll they'll take people at the gate. They'll certainly talk to people. It's not like they're hiding from people. They just uh, don't have their office in town. 
Mm-hmm. Since since Jimmy said that he applied there, he'd know where it is, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Is this like where are they located? Where the like where the bunkhouse uh, bunkhouses were? Like when when we went the last time? Is that kind of where their their sort of administrative office is? Yeah, where we met where, where you oh. went in and took the phone call inside so, the office. It's the same area. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess you know, we can head out because it's still early, so we can, you know, probably get out there and get back into town by evening, I would assume. Yep. Yeah. Easy enough. You can head on out. The, the weather's a little better now. The roads are not so snowy. It's, there's just bits of snow here and there and a little bit of ice, but you can certainly, it's not an uncomfortable drive to get there with a, one of the local vehicles. Okay. And who, what's everyone else doing? You guys are going to the... Are you all going to the mine or? Might as well. I don't have anything else to do. Okay. I will go to the mine, but I still don't like. I have that weird kind of shivering whenever I go near the. Mm-hmm. To be, yeah, to be perfectly honest, I'm going with them because I somehow feel safe with them, even though I don't like the idea of going anywhere near. <laughs> that area again it's hard enough to come up to party mills mm-hmm. okay so is uh is everyone going then except for zane oh, well okay uh, uh, yeah, oh. yes 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 it's, it's a nice enough day i suppose all right out to the mine you're there it takes takes the roads are still a little bumpy it takes takes a few hours a couple of hours and those side roads to get there but you are at the mine um, you have to drive slow. The roads are muddy and snowy, but not impassable. You're at the mine. You're at the gate. There's a guard. Looks like a guard. He's not armed or anything like that. He's just a burly fellow with a floppy hat on. Opens. He's at the gate. He goes, "What can I? What's your business here? Can I help?" Uh, howdy there. Uh, we uh, we got a we got a letter from. Uh from one of your folks at Dominion Mines, and we, we just had some questions uh, about uh, about the organization. Would, would you mind if we, if we chat with you a little bit? Well, I can maybe answer a few questions. Um, what do you want to know? And he's got a Boston accent. You notice this off the top of your head. Slight. Well, let's say New England accent, like just... You know. Uh, what what all are you guys mining up here? What are you what are you planning on mining up here? Oh well, I mean they're 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 writing an article for the paper sometime soon. We're gonna have a we're actually gonna have a grand opening party come as soon as the snow's all gone down here. With some you know food and a bit of drink and that. Uh, the people who run our company, they're they've cleaned up the place. They've taken over operation. Uh, We've sort of taken a look at what's in the ground and what's been mined to date and what the problems have been. Yeah, it's a, we're hoping to open up real soon. Have you encountered anything weird? No, 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 no. I, I work the gate. There's some weird shit in those hills. Really? Yeah, what what the doctors, you know, saying is, you know, we're 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 representatives of the town, and so we, you know, we really want to, um, 
you know, understand Dominion a little bit more. Uh, we're, uh, you know, we're locals and, uh, and, you know, we, we got this letter from, from y'all. Uh, so we're going to be meeting with, with your, uh, your, your corporate folks, uh, uh, in, in a few days, but, uh, but we really just wanted to kind of get an idea of what, what y'all, uh, are, are going to be doing up here. Well, give me a minute. Let me, um, give me a second here. He, he says, I can't let you in yet, but just a moment. He wanders off to the, the get, you know, the area, you, the office you were in before when you had been in to meet Bear. And he goes in the office and he's gone for a minute or two and out comes a fella in a suit, I mean, a suit and a tie and he's thrown an overcoat on and he comes up to the gate. He goes, uh, I, I hear from, from Jones here that uh, you people a corporate office, some, Who's the letter from, might I ask? Some guy named Reginald Deersworth, Esquire. Oh. Oh, he's the chairman. Oh. Could, could, I, could I possibly see this letter? Just uh, Not that I don't trust you. I just, I, I'd like to. It doesn't say much when you hand it to him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, you all hand, if there's hands coming out. I'll copy of the letter. <laughs> yeah, we're like, I hand him my cochlear to you. Quick, quick, pretend to be Neville Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he takes a look and he says, oh, um, hmm, well, let them in, Jones, let them in. He, he motions Jones to open up the gate and he ushers you to drive up to the, come in, we'll, we'll have some coffee and, and, and have a quick chat. That's, that's tell you what I can tell you. So you, you park your car, you go in, and uh, the office is a little cleaner than it was before, a little tidier. There's a, there's a, a china tea set with like you know, silver urn and a teapot and such, a coffee urn rather, and it, it's very tidy and clean. It, it's very not like a mine you would expect. Uh, you, you do see, um, well, one, two, three, four, five, six. Da-da-da. Dr. Brody, could you make a... Uh, Hmm. Spot hidden. Oh, uh, let's see. Spot hidden. Uh, pass just by like three points. That's easy enough. You're all looking around, and he's escorting you, moving some chairs and getting some down. He's he's asking uh, this woman, a woman at the mine, comes out, and 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 she's she's an old older matronly woman. He says, "Could you make make some more coffee? This needs to be fresh for our discussions." And as you're setting down, you notice some things pinned to the board, and they're just manifests, <laughs> um, order forms, way bills, but then you see a newspaper article stuck, partially covered, but enough that you can read it. And it says, and it's strange because this is a newspaper that you know you've seen. Dr. Brody, you don't necessarily subscribe to it because it's one of those no, no, it's a national newspaper, but it's not. It's the more conservative one that you don't generally read. Uh, it's the Globe and Mail, and it says, "Interesting find and a mysterious flight." And here's what it says: Reports from Fort Severn are coming to light about a strange occurrence this past winter. You can't see the date on this. A team of hunters and explorers arrived from Boston, Massachusetts with with appropriate government documentation as a research team in January. They were apparently attached to a corporation noted as Apollo Research. The team only spoke to local persons through a single point of contact, a Dr. Zephyr Montague. The members spent 
nights in their accommodations only. Sorry, the members spending nights in their accommodations, not in public, after two weeks of fruitless hunting in, of, the, of the surrounding lands and numerous overnight multi-day excursions, they departed mysteriously overnight. Only seen by local constabulary, sorry, constabulary, who reported they were loading three heavy wooden boxes labeled do not open research materials onto a truck. This newspaper has been unable to determine Paul research nor records of a Dr. Zephyr Montague. Well, it sounds like a fake name. Zephyr Montague. Thought for a minute they were talking about us. We've been up here before. Well, this, uh, you actually note that the, the letter, it, it's the Global Mail, which is a national newspaper you know of. You don't read it because it's one of, it's a more conservative political financial magazine, nothing you're truly interested in. Um, but you did note that it's from Fort Severn, which is north of you. A long ways. Is 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 that not a um, the, the the Cree nation for for seven? I believe so. Yes. Oh, it's um, rather wild country up there. Why would somebody you said last time? Why would somebody from way up there be reporting about our little town down here? No, no, the, the newspaper article is about what happened in Fort Severn. Right. Oh, what happened up there? Oh. Um, is, uh, is the gentleman back in the room? Oh, yes, he hasn't left. He's sitting up oh, tables and chairs. Okay. He says, oh, gentlemen, please, please, coffee will be ready in a moment. Please have a seat. If I could see one of your letters again, he takes one of your, checks the back, goes to a file folder, pulls out a drawer. You can see he's comparing signatures to verify. Um, he says, well, um, I don't know about the incident that is being spoken of in this letter, and it's none of my business in my position, but what can I help you with? What would you like to know? I guess we wanted to know more about the company. This, oh. this, this, this letter sort of hit us out of the blue. Well, that's, 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 an, that's an easy question. That's an easy question. He says, well, uh, we're, we're Dominion Corporation. We are a, a large, a large umbrella organization worldwide based out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and Boston, Massachusetts. The owner of the company is a very old man. I have never met him myself, but I have seen him from a distance at, at a, corporate, a corporate retreat one year. His name is Callum Deacon. Very generous, very friendly man. Very intelligent so intelligent you can't imagine uh Regin, he's the, he's the president the owner of dominion corporation reginald dearworth is the chairman uh, uh we have many sub companies that work for us or that are not workforce that are part of umbrella organization um are you interested in what they do or what uh, what would you like to know yeah i mean well what what all are you doing up here uh you know i'm sure you heard about the stuff that went on with the previous mine what what brought you up to Pardue Mills well bits and pieces we know that we've been looking to expand into the north for a long time uh we're, we've been wanting to take over this mine uh and, and a few others in northern Ontario that's our plan we're just trying to expand into Canada but west not so much here um 
this is Dominion Corporation is of course our umbrella organization and Dominion Metals and Mines is the subsidiary that of course manages mines and such. Did you find what makes you interested in Pardue Mills? Is there? It's the mine. It's the mine. It's a, there's at one time, as I've, as I remember at one time, there's somebody wanted to turn this into a city of the North. This was going to be the, a prominent city in the North and it based on forestry and mining. And I think Mr. Deacon has read about this and thinks that it might be a valid, a valid thing for now and for the future. It failed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I just think, why, why would you, you know, I failed before. Uh, isn't, why would you try and do it again? Is there, are you having a better, do you have a better kind of, uh, you know, a business plan on this or? Oh, oh, let me show you my business plan. He pulls out a chart and he says, here's what we saw as the problem. In previous years, the problem was there was much, there was mining, there was there were forests to be hewn and, and turned into lumber. The difficulty was transporting that material down south, and the winters are what killed the previous business. The rivers froze solid. You can't pull things on sledges easily. Now that there's a railroad that was built within the last few years and is now being two Pardue Mills in the next couple of years, we you, you, you only have to travel half an hour south to get to the last station. We believe that by extending the, the train traffic up this way, we can transport that material south instead of trying to go to north through Hudson Bay like they had originally planned, which is ridiculous because you have to go through the frozen ocean. And such. What, uh, yeah. what material are you going to be producing here? Or what, what are you going to be mining? There's a number of metals that we've identified. Some are relatively precious and rare underground. Uh, and, and also we're looking into forestry as well. Silver. Hmm. Silver is one, very, one commodity that certainly iron. It all sounds uh, perfectly legitimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so part of me for uh, this might be a little, little blunt. Uh, why ain't you hiring folks at uh, Pardue Mills? Ah, uh, this is the people here right now. It's a very small team of specialists. All they are doing is cleaning up the mess from the old mining company. Those people had guns everywhere. They had broken equipment. They were barely getting by with what they had. They were hiring people from Quebec and from out west and everywhere. They didn't even hire all the locals. And and we, we'd like to turn that around. We'd like to certainly hire the people of the local community and work with you to have a thriving business and a thriving city. Sounds like a plan. So oh, it'll be sure. a boom. grand opening. Lots grand opening this summer. Old, old. This summer. Well, end of spring, summer. As soon as the weather's nice, it's weird here. It's still snow on the ground. It's March. You're off long ways north. Yeah. I... Well, I just yeah, I just don't want this to happen like you know what happened to last mine. So, you know. What, what all do you know? What, what do you know what happened to the previous mine? I, I don't know. I mean, if you have questions about, if you're going to meet with, with Mr. Deersworth, he's absolutely, he, he obviously wants to speak to you and give you the full details. I only know the financials. I'm here to get things up and running. Um, yeah. Percy can't make the roll. Clayton, could you make the roll uh, a spot hidden, please? 
che Yeah, I forgot my dice. It's like Stevie Wonder here. You're just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot during my intro I was gonna I was gonna keep rocking like this. John, did you get my message? Oh, uh, you know what? I didn't realize the message thing lit up here. Okay. Yes. The answer is no. Okay. I got a 37. Is that a pass? pass. That's a pass. <laughs> okay. As, as he's talking, Clayton, you're, you're, you're leaning back. You don't like sitting in the chair. You're standing up and kind of moving around the room. You get kind of, you've been antsy lately. You don't really like sitting still. And you, you do actually see a piece of paper. And on the paper, it says, Dominion Corporation, Corporate Breakdown. And it says, Dominion Metals, it says Dominion Metals and Mining, Dominion International Acquisitions, Dominion Foods and Drink, Dom Domino Whiskey, Ireland, Domin Dominini Dockstrader Educational Supplies, Dockstrader Shipping. So you, I'll, I'll send that information to you as a text for later, but uh, you, you, you see that it just gives you a listing of all the companies under the, Do the Dominion name. Okay. Some of them are very familiar to you. Interesting. Well, everything seems fine. I think, uh, I hope that it, uh, it helps Pardew Mills become a, a big boom town someday. It's it's all the rage amongst these wealthy industrialists at the moment. This 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 starting new towns thing. Henry, I was reading in the paper that Henry Ford uh, is doing it. He started a, a town in um, in Brazil of all places. Brazil. Yes, he's called it Fordlandia. <laughs> of all things. Perfect. Did, did we get the name of the gentleman that we're meeting with? Yeah, Reginald. Uh... No, the, the guy that we're talking to right now, I mean. Oh, oh. Oh, you haven't. You haven't yet. I, Jones is the guy at the gate. Yeah, I got Jones's name. I was wondering. Uh, so I'll say Mr. Uh, and I'll hesitate waiting for him to fill in the blank. Fry, thank you. It's Fry. I'm very sorry. I should have introduced myself. Mr. Fry, I, I was wondering, have you by any chance personally met this Mr. Deersworth fellow? Mr. Deersworth, yes. I have met Mr. Deersworth as the chairman. He he uh, personally met me and shook my hand as I was leading to, leaving to go to the uh, this town. Yes, Pardue Mills. Yes. And what's your what's your take on him? It seemed like a straight shooter? Southern gentleman. Southern? Absolute hmm. southern gentleman. Intel intelligent, focused, has his hands in all the pies. He's involved in all the companies. He, he absolutely, he will go to a job site and jump right in, even though he's like 65 years old. Mm. Mm -hmm. He's been Let's friends see. with Mr. Deacon for many years, apparently. But he'll do it very politely. Did yes. I hear him? Did I hear somebody say that he's a lawyer? Esquire? Esquire. That's how he signs his name. I, I don't know. know that he's a lawyer. I don't know. I'm, 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 he's a, a southern gentleman. 
chairman of the board. Well, folks, uh, we better let this man get back to his work. I can't think of anything else I want to ask him. Let's, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get him on, on to making Pardue Mills a, a great town in the north. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of folks in town that could sure use the work. So if you can, you can clear up this mess, I'm sure they'd be appreciative. Thanks Thank you. Me. We're happy to be here. Happy to have you come visit and happy to see you at the opening in this summer and spring or spring, whenever it's nice out. Um, do you know about the caribou? Yes, if, I, I know of the caribou. Yes, we're, I, I did actually get to witness the migration this past winter. Good. Because if the migration uh, stops, uh, start to worry. Noted. Thank you. And then I, I'm like, I just start wandering towards the door. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ma's kind of, you know, nodding, trying to try to cut the tension a little bit. Uh, well, thank you, Mr. Fry, for your time, and, uh, and we'll we'll be in touch. Thank you for coming to see me. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to meet you all. And uh, please say, give my regards to Mr. Deersworth when you see him. Yes, Tell him sister, all's going thank smoothly. Thank you for the coffee. Yes, thank you. Well, as you're heading, before you continue, could everyone mute except for Zane? And I'll have a little bit of talk with Zane for a you moment. Mean, you mean you want us to take off our ears? Yes, please. All right. Give us I, I don't think Deersworth sounds like a Mexican name at all. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> All right. Are you there, Zane? Okay. Okay. I am. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In your character name again is. I'm sorry. Um, Captain Dean Montgomery. Ah, Captain Montgomery. All right. You are sitting in Sault Ste. Marie in a scruffy little bar. Okay. And you've been there for two days. You haven't been given any direction so far. All you know is that there's a group of people coming in two days. You are to meet them and uh, they'll be staying at the Elgin Hotel, same as you. Okay. And when they arrive, uh, you've been instructed to act as, you're, you're, you're an associate of Mr. Deersworth, and he said he personally asked you to greet them and bring them to a closed, small movie theater down the road. Okay. He's provided you with, uh, by mail, it has arrived today. Uh, there's a film projector and a, yeah. a small roll of film. And he wants you to show it to them and answer any questions they you can, which is very little. Okay. And you, but you're, you will be traveling with them. Uh, he will be explaining things, but uh, you certainly, uh, you're, you're getting a little bored. So, okay. You're not the kind of person to want to sit around, and I'm sorry you've had to sit around so far. It's fine. Uh, That's all good. Okay. Uh, so they're they're coming. Um, in the meantime, uh, you have received a phone call from Mister Mister Deersworth, and he said, "I said I, I I was trying to get there. I cannot get there. I apologize, son, but you're going to have to do this for me." So he explains that he's just just too busy with other things. And he says, something has come up and it's something very important. And 
it's very important that you get these people to Ohio. And it's going to be Chillsworth, Ohio. There's a small town outside of Chillsworth, and we're going to have to get you to get them there. And don't let them deviate from the path. Don't let them deviate from getting there as soon as possible. So when they arrive, play the film, stay the night, get on the next train, go to Lansing, Michigan. When you get to Lansing, Michigan, you are to meet up at the warehouse where Mr. Brody, a Dr. Brody's airplane balloon thing is there. And then you are to get that transported on train to Ohio, all of you together. He says, thank you. you, you those, those are your orders, sir. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> so once, once you get off the phone with him, you, he's given you a little, a little more of a briefing than, than you expected because usually you're just told, go here, go there, please do this, yeah. please do that. And the one thing that, uh, that he has told you is that something has come up at the dig. And it's very important that you guys get there as soon as possible. And what you know is there's an archaeological dig at one of the native mounds. And uh, okay. it's one near, near the Serpent Mounds areas, I guess. And it's on the Chalmers property. So just be aware. Your, your job is to get them there as soon as possible without letting them distract you from... With no delay, right. No delay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go back to them now and try to get them to uh, hurry up. Okay. Okay, no so problem. Go back to sitting at the bar for a couple of days and enjoying the local food. I'll get okay. some more rum and whiskey. <laughs> okay. We good? Yep. Excellent. Though so we've lost Percy. Yep. <laughs> He's always wandering off. He's probably telling somebody one of the stories that he told us about his <laughs> So you've made it back to town. It's it's towards the afternoon, you know, mid mid to late afternoon now on the first day. That you, well, the first day, I guess, the the eighteenth. And uh, it's a it's really a matter of you've got a, the next day is uh, the nineteenth. The train leaves on the twentieth in the morning. So I would suggest you make a make note of anything you're taking with you on your journey and prepare anything you need to prepare, send the dog to the neighbors, whatever you got to do. I still, I still don't know why the hell we're going or what we're going to do. Or, I mean, you guys are all armed to the teeth. I think that you're all more paranoid than I am. Well, Owen or Brody, Dr. Bo Brody, you can um, call me Owen, Percy. I mean, uh, uh, Clayton. It's um, I'm only I'm only armed because that's what basically my profession is. So you gonna hunt on the train? Well, no, but I have I have all the paperwork and all that stuff. So I hear there are squirrels at the end down in the caboose. <laughs> yeah. Ma Ma's made it clear that she's interested in some sort of financial remuneration that might come from this. So that's, that's why she's just, you know, she doesn't have anything going on. She, you know, quits her job, you know, at the, you know, bar back and at the, the hotel bar or whatever, you know, it's no big deal for her. Jimmy's right so. there with you. Yeah. Well, well I, I, I just, I just thought it might make a nice little holiday. 
both, well, yeah, whatever. We it doesn't hurt to hear what the guy has to say, I suppose. Did the did the letter give us any indication of the time period? The time. Meaning, are, are we going for one day meeting? Are we there for all week? Or? You've no indication. No idea. Hmm. But it did say prepare. It, it inferred that you should prepare yourself for a journey oh. and bring spring clothing. So you take from it that it's not just a turnaround, come back kind of trip. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have notebooks and things like that. Um. Normally, I don't. Have, have any of us ever been? Have any of you ever ever been to um, Sault Saint Marie? Nope. I'm I'm only from. I I know, I know it had a hit single once with Codeine. <laughs> other than that, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I've I've been to the Canadian side maybe once, but As not the American Clayton side. Or... <laughs> As Clayton or. She's she's never done anything to me, so I have no reason to sue her. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, uh, Sean, is Sault Ste. Marie at this point, is it kind of a is it still kind of a touristy kind of location like it is now, or what's oh, what it's do rough. we kind of know about Sault Ste. Marie? Like it's a port it? town. It's a mining town. Okay. It's think western united states around this time but colder mm -hmm. that's that's an easy way to look at it it's 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 a bit of a rough and tumble uh blue collar 1920s mining town mining and, and transportation because like today it's like pretty touristy kind of area right like like there's like resorts and stuff yeah there, there is like, yeah. yeah but it's also still a mining town mining yeah. city it looks like the main attraction there is a Holiday Inn. Oh, yeah. okay. I've been to it. <laughs> Reading between between the lines, are they, are they expecting us to go on some sort of expedition? It sounds like it. Should, should, should I bring my rifle? Why not? I'm bringing mine. We can shoot at things from the train. <laughs> yeah, me, me and you, Jimmy, let, after we do some chub, you know, some target practice, see how much you improved over the last, like, what? Pigeons. Pigeons are a target. Clay pigeons, eh? No, real pigeons. Passenger pigeons. <laughs> Carrier pigeons. Carrier pigeons. <laughs> Still around, pigeons. <laughs> we can do that, you know? Okay. All right, well, let's get some good practice in. Well, the day go, I, I'm going to assume you're packing your things, whatever's on your character sheet, with, and, and anything additional you wish to take within reason, you're taking it with you. What you can carry is what you want to take in your luggage, or what you can carry in your luggage is what you're going to take with you. Uh, you don't. You know you're going to Sault Ste. Marie. You don't know any, but you're assuming since you heard about Lansing, Michigan, that you are going farther south into the United States. So you get your passports and everything together. You pack you, the night. You go. Th you pack your things. Next day rolls around the 19th. You're you're still organizing stuff. Is there anything anyone else wishes to do on the day of the 19th? 
Ma's probably going to try and find out a way how she can like fake a passport because I don't know if Ma has one. <laughs> I don't even know what they had for passports back then. I would yeah. assume that uh, there's some form of documentation. Yeah, I bet you. Isn't it, isn't it like, yeah, no, wouldn't it be like photo ID or something? Or did they have photo ID back? No, but they did have IDs. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure about Canada. I'm, I'm sure the U.S. had them. Yep. There was identification. It wasn't photo ID, but it was identification. I think it was a simpler time. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it. It was back. cardboard and handwritten, most of it. Yeah. So you have your paperwork, you have everything together. Is there, If there's nothing anyone wants to do on the 19th, I, I will skip ahead to the morning of the 20th when the, you're going to travel. Okay. You'll have to get up early. Fowers Drive um, south to a, the, the last rail station. You arrive, you can see that they're preparing to run the lines, like all the equipment, all the, there's piles of metal uh, railings and boxes of spikes in a building. You can see through the windows. It is, they're preparing to run this rail line north. So it, it, the guy was telling you the truth, obviously, the rail line is continuing north to Pardue Mills. Um, so it's exciting times. Uh, you arrive, your tickets you have in your hand, your luggage is loaded. Uh, the balloon has already been shipped, Dr. Brody, the day before you were able to get it the day on the 19th off ahead of you. On, <laughs> it's gone. It go. And uh, you, train ride, very straightforward. You get on 7 in the morning. It's a clunky old chugga-chugga-chugga kind of train. Nothing exciting happens until you arrive. Until you arrive at Sault Ste. Marie in the afternoon. It is a longer ride than you've ever been on a train before. Late afternoon, you arrive. Train station is fairly empty. There's a few carriages and cars. Do you say this is a fishing town at this point? It It is a port town. It's a port. Because okay. the United States is right across. Uh, there's a river, a very narrow passage between the Sault Ste. Marie's. Um, and then there is uh, there is fishing in both lakes in the summertime, and there's mining that happens here as well. Okay. Well, we have arrived. I could use a drink. I'll join you. Yeah, where's oh. a good place to get whiskey around? Do we have a time that we're supposed to meet this person? You're just uh, your reservation is waiting for you at the Elgin Hotel. So oh. You were supposed to. Yes, there is actually in your letter. Where'd it go? Don't you listen to my letters? It's a lot of information to keep in our It's head. a lie. No, it is. I'm just trying to figure out where it is. Uh, you are supposed to arrive at 7 a.m. Uh, you're supposed to 7 a.m. at Elgin. Although that makes no sense. It's the train arrives at 7 a.m. and then you are to travel to the Hotel Elgin. There's a car waiting for you. Is it E-L-G-L-G-I-N? Yes. All right. So there's a car waiting for us. I guess we'll get so a drink. A, it says 7 a.m. It's, it's 7 p.m. actually because you arrive late in the afternoon. Okay. We can get a drink when we get to the Hotel Elgin. Yes. The car, car is, there's a cab waiting for you. It's, it's prepaid. Uh, they say, oh, I'm going to need another car with all that luggage. Other, 
waves down another another guy and he comes over to the separate larger saloon car loads everything in drives you to the hotel like everything else in this town it's got a slight film of grime on the outside just from the, the refinery smoke um it's uh, this hotel elgin and large what used to be gold letters it's kind of grimy and yellow now and you, you stop at the stop at the front the, the guy let, lets you out the other saloon car lets the rest of you out and you're at the front doors to the hotel mm. no fancy women check in yeah oh 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 i say um i've i've um i seem to have brought my hip flask with me over the border I, I, that's it we're turning you in Still I, I do, I do, I do, everyone I has one <laughs> I, 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 I think we're we're still on the canadian I'm side though right mm -hmm. okay well, yeah, oh yeah. right sorry okay oh no, that's true yes so uh we go in and check in wait sorry hold on we're we're on the canadian side or we're in michigan you're on the canadian side right now oh okay but we're going to the Michigan side? Mm -hmm. oh, yes, sir. But Elgin is, is on the Michigan side? Nope, you're still in Canada. Okay. Yep, you have not crossed over. Okay. <laughs> crossed over. <laughs> you haven't crossed over All to right. the dark side. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I'll endeavor to finish it before we go. <laughs> I, you know what? Actually, I don't think I got the answer I asked for. Uh, is there a time when we're oh. supposed to meet with this person? You said we arrived at 7 p.m. You're supposed to arrive at the Elgin for 7 p.m. and you have. But it doesn't say meet at me in the restaurant or, okay. So we're, we're, we're checking in, I guess. You can see off to the left as you check in, there's a bar. Mm. And you see sitting in the bar, a single solitary person, about 5'8", Dark hair, blue eyes, kind of looks like the guy at the bottom down there. Um, it's rugged looking. Uh, Scary. Kind of leather wearing military guy. Looks like he's been there for a few days. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ma, join me for a drink. Anybody else? I'm down. Let's go. Uh, oh, and then Ma, I will, I will definitely join you. And... They they send your right. bags up to your rooms and they give you your keys and uh, you're all heading in and uh, three double whiskeys. She just kind of waltzes. Uh, into the, uh, <laughs> what kind of scotch do you have? I'll uh, go for a nice a nice scotch. Hudson's Bay scotch. <laughs> oh, it can't be Hudson's. Wild turkey. It has yeah. to be from <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> well, this is whiskey. Having... It's whiskey's whiskey. Oh. Do you have any creme de menthe? <laughs> they probably do. A grasshopper. <laughs> yeah. Make a grasshopper. Um, all right. So I look over at the guy sitting at the bar. You see he's dressed in leather? He's got a, a leather jacket on, say, like an aviator kind oh. of. Uh, oh, like clothing. an aviator. And I, I just sort of look over at him and I say, are you a pilot? You don't mind my ah. asking? Uh, I have been a pilot in my time, yes. 
Oh. You don't sound like you're from around Among here. Among other things. Uh, I, I, I talk to the group. Give me some uh, Jack Daniels. I probably have that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, probably. Uh, Doc here's something of a pilot too, ain't you, Doc? Uh, yeah, a balloonist. I got it. I see. Yeah. The these cellist. these people meet the description. Um, just so you know, Captain Montgomery of the people you're waiting for. Um, Doctor Owen Brody, and I I put out my hand to shake his. Captain Dean Montgomery, pleasure to meet you. Montgomery. I hold out my hand as well. Montgomery. You wouldn't by chance be Zephyr Montgomery, are no, you? No, that was Montague. Oh, that was Montague. I also introduced myself to, well, I am uh, Clayton Berry. Uh, I kind of am a hunter in this, well, northern parts of Ontario. Pleasure to meet you, gentlemen. How, how, how do you do? I'm... Um, I'm um, I'm, um, you're Percy. Percy Daniels. Percy Daniels. How do you do? I've been waiting for a while, so I'm all right. So, is everyone here? Oh, are you the person we're supposed to meet? I am indeed. I'm here for, uh, on behalf of uh, Deersworth. Ah, Mr. Deersworth. Yes, I'm uh, to take you gentlemen uh, to see a film. King Kong? Film? What, what exactly kind of film there, uh, Montgomery? Uh, One of those home films everyone's talking about. I know as much as you do, gentlemen. We've we've traveled a long way, and you're to, to see a film. Okay. I was told to meet you, gentlemen, here. What what kind of film? That's all I know. Ah. I know as much as you. I've been given a film and a projector, and I've been told to take you, gentlemen, to a local closed down movie theater, and we are going to. Watch a film. No, it's not. It's just... not going to be some propaganda stuff, is it? Uh, I'm kind of sick of this, you know, propaganda from the. No, hey, if there's money involved, maybe that's okay. But is this is 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 this the kind of film that it's okay for Ma to watch? I'd say so. All right. Pleasure to meet you. I don't believe uh, Dominion would have me show you a film of uh, anything too drastic. I don't mind those. That's not exactly this style. I. It just. I don't know. Let's go see the film. (laughs) Let's find out what this is all about. So you're just in this with us, huh? You're not. Who who sent you the. uh, Uh, How'd you get to Sault Ste. Marie? What are you doing here? Uh, Well, I was. I live in Westminster, England, um, and I was asked to meet a group of uh, men and women 
here in Sault Ste. Marie, which fits your description, and to take them to see this film and then go from there. I work for Dominion. Ah. Uh, you getting paid for this? Ah, that makes, that makes more sense. Uh, what, what, yes. what, uh, you know, company of the Dominion, like, are you working for? Or what? Like, I, I think he means the whole corporate. He's he's part of the yes. Part. Actually, um, you, you, Captain Montgomery, you work for Dominion International Acquisitions, and you are I, you've been told that it's all right to share that information. I work for Dominion uh, International Acquisitions. Oh. So this is some kind of a treasure hunt we're going on. All right, let's find. Let's go see the movie. Where Where do you have this set? I I guess let's go watch. The lady at the bar says, or the, "the the man and woman behind the bar." They say, "Are you, you lady? Are you going to be wanting some food, or are you just passing through?" I'm good. <laughs> well, the kitchen's open till till ten o'clock tonight. If you want something, do you have any nuts? <laughs> no. It's a woman. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand you, Dr. Brown. It it's a biology term. Uh not movie, movie. Do we get popcorn? <laughs> sure. Well the I'm out of popcorn tonight. I have veggie sticks. Ow. The theater is closed down, unfortunately, so I, I would sincerely doubt so. If you do find some, I would advise not eating it. Uh, um, I asked the bar, the kitchen, can you pop, can you make us some popcorn? We're, we're leaving. No, don't make us popcorn. We don't have that. We've got to go to All the right. theater. <laughs> All right. Theaters, two I was, doors down. I was just about that. I was just trying to help. You want popcorn? <laughs> And Dr. Brody, you do recognize Captain Montgomery. And you recognize him after a while that a few years back, he passed through the university. And he passed through, and he was asking a number of questions. And you, you do remember actually sitting down to coffee with him and two others from, you don't know where, from Ottawa, you think, from, from the government. And they were talking about some some materials and some papers that were in the library at the university that seemed to have gone missing. And uh, Captain Montgomery was there on behalf of a benefactor who had, uh, who was looking to <clears throat> make copies of these documents. And at the time, uh, nobody could find them and they were not found, but oddly enough, they reappeared a year later in the archives. And Captain Montgomery, you, you seem to have forgotten about this because you, you, go in and out of so many places like this looking for for artifacts and documents and yeah. books and such. But you do remember you got along well and at the time you had grown a beard because you had been out in the bush. Mm. Yeah. And I think now I've got um I do have a, a burn uh on the left side of my face. So that obviously adds to that. Mr. Montague, um you look really familiar to me. Have you, did, did we talk once at the University of Toronto? I have been to Toronto, yes. Uh, 
You were and I, looking... I guess he kind of turns and has a better better look at you and um goes You were you were looking for some documents that it, it turns out they were missing. Ah yes, Dr. Brody. It's a pleasure to see you again. I don't remember the burn though. Yes, unfortunately that is uh something I picked up uh in my travels. Oh, I was sorry. shot down. I'm sorry. That's that's bad. I'm glad you didn't die. Oh, don't be sorry. You should see the other fella. <laughs> well, I, I I didn't recognize uh, it. it death me- is just another adventure. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps there's nothing. <laughs> Perhaps. Well, you- there's only one way to find out. Yeah, I don't want to find out. Uh, well, as you're wa- you're walking, the, as you're talking, you're walking down. The theater is actually three doors down, and it, it it's the door is a lo- unlocked but closed. It's hmm. like it's you can't make out nice. the name of what it was called before, but the power is on inside. Mm-hmm. Might have been nice in its heyday, but uh, it's cold in here too. All right, let's. Uh, all right. Well, you've been in Captain Montgomery, so you you certainly yeah. know where the everything is. The th- you you already have the, uh, the projector everything set, set up. up. Yep, yep. Everything's <clears throat> excuse cool. me. Everything's um, set up. So... All right, I... follow me, gentlemen. Uh, and I take them through to obviously the the cinema part. Um, uh, take a seat, and I'll uh, get the projector started, and um, we'll get on our way. I've, right. I've never seen the appeal of these moving pictures, you know. I, I think it's it's quite vulgar. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Got a lot of things. Got a lot. Why, why can't people should Sorry. just be content with going to the theatre? I mean, it's. it's ah, come on now, you come on now, Percy. You haven't seen that new Fatty Arbuckle flick out? It's a good oh. one. It's a real okay. rollicker, a real knee slapper. It's. King Kong. It's, it's pretty pretty damn funny if I do say so myself. King Kong would have been hard to do in a theater. Mm. <laughs> What's um King Kong doesn't exist. Oh there was a silent version. Nineteen twenty nine. There was a silent version too, I think. Wasn't there? It was a previous version, wasn't there? We're we're in nineteen twenty nine, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, I said the last. The last movie I seen was that weird Mickey Mouse or Steamboat Willie movie. It's been like what a year, so. Um, Zane, this is the part where we all get out our iPads and we start checking the dates on like When exactly? <laughs> uh, really see, Jeff is already doing it. I can see it. Jeff's fucking up Steamboat Willie and whether Big Joe Williams came out or. Put it- <laughs> All right. You, number one. Number see, one I'm working on the, the film projector. <laughs> number one Mom's movie is called The Broadway Man. Everyone is talking about um, the uh, Canary murder case. Oh, yes. Uh, oh. I didn't well, you, even have to Google that. <laughs> all right. You flick the switch. You turn the lights down. You flick the switch. Yeah. Film starts. 
a southern gentleman sits in a leatherback chair. Books are on the shelves, covering the walls behind him, with a number of small artifacts and knickknacks and things from around the world. You see a shrunken head, you see a skull, you see a face mask, you see a set of keys, some strange chains, like links look like they've been hammered together out of like hand-hammered chain links attached to like what look like handcuffs. Things just covering the walls. And this, the wall is quite a ways back. It's just covered with artifacts and books. The man is writing something down, leans back in his chair, smiles broadly at you and says, gentlemen and lady, my name is Reginald Dealworth. I am the chairman of the Dominion Corporation. I deeply apologize for being unable to meet with you today. However, I've sent my captain, Dean Montgomery, to act as my right-hand man for this investigation that I ask you to take part in. I've been brought together, I brought you together to perform this with him, you and mine, because of your background and with the similar issues. He's a very experienced man and has been in my employ for many years. I trust him implicitly with your care and, in fact, my life on a number of occasions. Firstly, thank you for your help in keeping the incident, shall we say, quiet. We and our government thank you. It is important to the people of the North to not live afraid. Lack of knowledge, more knowledge than they have would lead to panic, but lack of knowledge leads to passivity. As you know, there was an incident that occurred in that little town of yours a year ago and a bit, two years perhaps, and it was, shall we say, not the norm, not of this world. We brought up the mine, sent a team of men from Dominion working under a different name for these incidents called the Apollo Research Group, which is our company we send to do these things. They cleared the site, the tunnels, and the remains of what was to become at one time Star City. We also sent a crack team of hunters north they tracked down the beasts that had escaped. Perhaps you did not know they escaped. Some did. They tracked them down as they went towards Hudson Bay and shot them dead. When this is all over, I invite you to our offices in Baton Rouge and I will show you their taxidermized remains. They do exist. They are real things and they are gone. What we discovered, however, is this. The founder of what would have been Star City, which I believe you know of, the man whose brain was being kept alive against his will by these creatures was dabbling in what are known as mystical arts, perhaps? Science? A form of science? A form of science is the best way to look at this. He planned to build that city for reasons we cannot still, we still cannot quite understand, but this was what was at its heart as we excavated into the center of the foundation of Star City. He lifts up an object. And what you see is a green modeled eight inch tip to tip jadeite star. And he tips it to show you that in the very center of it, there's an octagonal hole. He shows you the base of it and it's rusted iron or copper or well oxidized copper with iron. You're not entirely sure it's, it's a greenish metal, but it's not the same material as the top. He says, we believe based on our investigations that this was used along with the some sort of mystical rites? We're not sure. You may have seen that hinted at within the tunnels. This was used to bring those creatures to him. We know not why, but we do know, however, they were not under his control. And now we know what happened to him because of that. We also believe that this was only one of possibly three objects. The second we have tracked down, we believe. It is located near Chilcoth, Ohio, in a small town called Revelsmith along the Snook River, in the vicinity of a property owned by a small family named Chalmers. 
we've sent Apollo along with Dr. Zephyr to this location. They have permission to dig at an Indian mound on the property. It is different from all other Indian mounds in the locale, including the serpent mounds. You are asked to travel there, meet with Dr. Zephyr Montague, who is acting as the dig foreman and lead archeologist. Provide him with information you may have, but only share that information with him, no others, except for Captain Montgomery, if he, if he well, he will wish to know. The rest of the workers are unaware of the reasons for being there. They are architectural, or architectural, archeological workers, and they are simply there to do their jobs. All expenses will be paid for this, you will be paid heavily for this. And your balloon will be delivered as discussed in the letter you received, Dr. Brody, to Lansing, Michigan. You are to travel there, board a train for Ohio, and take yourselves, your things, and your balloon to Ohio. Doc, uh, Captain Montgomery's aircraft is also disassembled on the train, uh, will be delivered on the train there as well. Thank you again. Treat this as an adventure. Enjoy yourselves. And again, you will be heavily contemplated compensated for your help if, especially if you find the object film goes out enjoy ourselves enjoy yeah ourselves. um ourselves. can okay this i i have a bad feeling about this <laughs> <laughs> oh Jiminy christmas what brody what owen you have I a bad feeling. The film, by the way. I have a bad feeling that we're all going to end up. What? It's okay. Sean, I just want to with you. I talk to a man who's who's digging up an Indian mound. <laughs> that also. Yes. Sean, did I miss? Did did he say what the second object was? No, did not say. So he's he's tasked us to help find it, but we don't know what it is. Well, the the Apollo research is there looking for something right now. He's tasked you with assisting them. Isn't it just another one of the same thing that they found? No, he said it was different. Oh. And I think he said it was one of three. So I don't know if we're just looking for the second or if we're looking for two items. Maybe yes, somebody else looking for the third. Well, all I heard was paid heavily, so I'm in. Yeah, sounds good to me. When do we leave? Kill more of them uh, bug, bug creature folk. Well, if everyone's happy to uh, attend, then I'd say tomorrow morning, we jump on the train and head down to Michigan, um, retrieve the balloon and my aircraft, and carry on to Ohio. Uh, Ma kind of sees the look on. Does that sound satisfactory to everyone? So just yeah. like that. Just like that, we're back in this whole thing. Um, do we? Did he like? Is there like a transcript of this? Uh you know, of like the video or did you take notes? <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when do we leave on this train for Ohio or well, actually you have to take a boat across to the other side and that 
once you get the ferry across, then you can take the train from the other side. Do I have time to buy a gun? Like two guns yes. or three guns or four? What? I, Owen, just so you know, I have, I have a spare. Uh, yeah, I don't want your spare. I want a, I want a gun. What? What? They've got, they've got, it's America. They've got loads of guns over there. <laughs> you don't, you don't trust my guns? I'm, I'm a f- Not yes, we could uh, we can um, weapon up uh, once we get over to the American side. Um, I believe it'll be easier to procure weapons there than on the Canadian side. I think it's just like today; you can just walk into a grocery store and get ten. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's not so much like today, but yeah, someplace. Pop, you know, pop, into, pop into Woolworths and uh, yeah, buy a Maxim gun. Yeah. Uh, Ma just kind of looks over to Dark Brody. Yin, Doc? Yes. Come on, let's go kill some more of those bastards. I want to find out what they are. I'm a biologist. I would really like to catch one and take it apart. Find out what makes it work. Well, the best way to do that is to come along. So, have you seen one of these things, Captain? Can't say I have, but I have seen plenty of things that I uh, can't explain. <laughs> Ghosts, perhaps. You've seen the stuffed ones, I take it, then? No, no, I haven't. Problem with any stuffed ones is, you know, anybody could take a deer's head and attach it to a, I mean, a, a reindeer's head and attach Correct, it. Correct, yes. It's taxidermy. No, but I mean, um, Mr. Mon- Mr. I'm going to get all these M names confused again. Thanks, John. Mr. Montague said that Mr. Montgomery was his right hand man. So I just assumed that he would have been down. To the Baton Rouge offices and seeing the stuffed species. No, I no, no, Mr. Mr. Montague is yeah, he's the, the archaeologist. The guy on the on the on the tape right there was Mr. Deersworth. Deersworth, yeah, sorry, oh, Deersworth, sorry. Yep, Reginald Deersworth. Mm-hmm. So didn't didn't Deersworth say that Montgomery was his right hand man? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so you haven't you haven't been to Baton Rouge where he is. No, no, I haven't. Um, Not I recently. just I got phone calls. Yeah, I'm just saying because I'm concerned because if you haven't seen one of these things close up, it, it's it's going to be a shock. It'll scare the shit out of you. <laughs> it's the sound, the sound that it makes. That's the sound. We heard the sound long before we saw the damn thing. It echoed through the hills. Can you describe the sound? Have you ever heard the sound of a reindeer? Yes. A deer? Yeah. It's like that multiplied by 10 and dropped really low. So is, 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 is that what they've, they've got samples of? They haven't got samples of the other things. Then. Well, yeah, I mean, there won't be any caribou down in, uh, down in Ohio. 
Buffalo. Oh my God. <laughs> Buffalo people. Look, as far as we know, the things are aliens. And the alien things were splicing human beings and animals together. I don't Charming. think they cared what animal was around. Well, yeah, but, but, but they, they, they could do right, something like that. Well, um, out of the way, but surely not in, 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 in more populated areas. They wouldn't be able to do it there, would they? Maybe not. You know, people can get away with a lot of things under people's noses. Anything that could do something like that is not very one-sided. They can adapt whatever they want to do. I mm. think I did a little research. I I I, I looked into to, to folklore and some of the things. I, I found some stuff about uh, uh, centered in the, the, the Himalayas and places like Bhutan. You ever heard of like the abominable snowmen? I have. Yes, we well, got those in Canada. Some of the stories say that they can change their shape and there's some some descriptions of them that sound an awful lot like like what we saw they call what them you saw. they call them the migoi or migo the migoi. okay well, like fun. i said I've, i i haven't seen any of the things you're describing but i have seen things of the same ilk all right And we better bring a few bottles of alcohol with us. Yes. All right. I think they'll think they'll check them at the border. Check our bags at the border. <laughs> they never check anything of mine at the border. Not likely back then. <laughs> they'll ask you, do you have anything? <laughs> right. oh, on your way. Yeah. Have fun. They don't just, usually even ask me because I have doctor in front of me. Yes, like yeah. duty free. They're like, you can only have a certain amount. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's. Okay. So, so I'll just assume that you guys chat, get yourself some food, head back to your hotel room. The morning arrives, no incidents throughout the night. And you're up, you're dressed, you have some breakfast, I'm assuming. And you, you have a, uh, there's a, there's a ferry schedule actually at the hotel desk. They tell you everything's paid for. You don't have to worry about anything. Thank you very much for your stay. The Dominion Corporation has covered all of your bills. Um, and there's a ferry schedule and there are some cars like taxi type cars out to, to help you get down to the boat, the ferry. They will take you across to the other side. Uh, and if, if everyone's ready to go, you're, you're there. You're across. It's a nice, easy ferry ride. The, there's still ice in the water. So they've cut a channel. It's a, uh, very rough and the channel freezes up fairly quickly still because it's still around the freezing mark. Um, but the ferry does get across it. Uh, no problems. You get to the other side, there's a minor 1920s customs kind of formality. What do you, what's the purpose of your visit? They, they ask you. So they, they go to you, Dr. Brody, because you have doctor on your bags. Um, 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 I say, well, <laughs> we're, 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 we're assisting what? in an archaeological dig. Oh, science stuff. 
science. Even you? He points at Clayton and says, you? What are you doing at this this science dig? Well, I am, you know, just trying to make sure that, you know, all in case we, you know, animals and, you know, stuff like that. I Oh, you're am... like security. Oh, no, not security. It's, you know, just in case, you know. He's our laborer. Yeah, you can see that. He does all, all the right. heavy lifting. And you're traveling with a group of men there, ma'am? Well, you know, I got to take one care of these of the men, men folk. Yeah, I'm taking care of the men folk. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of the, 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 the feminizing influence on these, on these gentlemen. I wash the clothes and keep them clean. You're not against your will or anything. You're just taking care of You're like in charge. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> I'm, I, I am in their employ. Ah, ah, that makes more sense. All right, all right. Well, on your way. Have a, how long are you planning on staying? Well, we're not planning on being buried here. Good I don't enough. know. We actually oh, don't you... know how how long it's going to take. All right, all right. Well, at least you're getting out of that cold weather up north. A little warmer sooner than later. Sends oh. you off. You got your stuff. The car, the, the cars are ready to drive you on down to. It's not much hotter. <laughs> it's just across the border. Um, although you cross the border from Kingston to New York, and it is strangely warmer at times. Um, so you, you head off. Uh, there's a train waiting. There's a train. There's there's a train station. You can get your bags on, and uh, there's a train leaving in one hour. Um, there's another train leaving an hour and a half after that. So you can either get on the first train or wait to the second train in two and a half hours. You're in, you're in a small, a, much, a little larger town than the Sault Ste. Marie you were in. I, I, I run to the drugstore and get a couple of guns. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, Dr. Brody wanted some weaponry. What's yes. a good gun? 38? Or is that a big gun? Yeah, yeah, a couple of thirty-eight. That's like a police special <laughs> from the nineteen fifties. Just like five of them. <laughs> a, necklace, a necklace of guns. <laughs> well, it's like point three eight <gasps> of an inch, I guess. Yeah, a um, couple of thirty-eight specials. Why? Why don't you just get one seventy-six? Because <laughs> it would blow my hair. Right, we... <laughs> there we go. My video is locked up. Hold on. Oh. It's just after he says that, that he, oh, no, he's back. I'm here. I was, I was here all along. I could hear you. I just couldn't see uh, you. Sorry. Every, well, I could see everyone, but it locked up, and then everybody went oh. hyper fast speed, and then I was caught up. So You, you froze for just a second. Oh, all right. Good. Uh, so you're, you're, in, you're in this small town. You're going to get a few guns, easy enough. It's, there's no real issues with doing that. You're an adult, and you're male, and there's no problem at yeah, this time of uh, this time in the in the world. Uh, train, you have time to catch the first train. Uh, your bags are packed. You're you're on your way, and you head south to Lansing, Michigan. It's it's a bit of a train ride, so you have time to talk and then learn more about each other. Uh, well, learn more about Doc Captain Montgomery and such. Uh, you arrive around noon. 
noon, noon to one o'clock actually, uh, in uh, Lansing, Michigan. Much larger city, probably apart from Dr. Brody, the largest city any of the rest of you, well, apart from Captain Montgomery as well, largest city any of you have ever been in, Lansing, Michigan. Well, I, 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 I was born in Edinburgh. Oh, well, okay, yes, that is true, okay. For the rest of you, the other three is the largest city you've ever been in. Bigger than Saskatoon. That's Bigger than Saskatoon. <laughs> I, was, I was born in Toronto. Okay, for Jimmy Marsden and Mama McKenzie, it's the biggest city you've ever been in. How's that? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyone else born somewhere else, perhaps? <laughs> Jimmy, do you come from, you know, Ottawa? I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to beat a dead horse. All right. So <laughs> you have directions to... Uh, you you have to, you have directions to the warehouse where the uh, the uh, balloon has been stored, and also the aircraft is stored there too. So assume you're heading that way. Okay. Yeah. So we have to pick those things up and put them on the train. Uh, you don't. You just have to go there to sign off on them to have them delivered to the train. Okay. Ah, oh, yeah. So you got that. Uh, what kind of an airplane is it? It is a uh, de Havilland moth. Oh. It's a hot air balloon. That's what I got. What's your airplane's name? The Raven. Raven. And mine is the Celestine. The, I see. That's a pretty nice name for a uh, airplane there, there uh, Captain. Uh, how long have you been flying for? Well, I uh, joined the, the war. Uh, that's where I learned to fly. Um, I was part of the 666 Squadron. And um, we were based out of Edinburgh. Um, and then um, after the war, I kept flying and I started working for my half-brother, who also works for the Dominion. Um, and um, I just kept up the flying because I loved it. Oh, And I'm okay. good at it. Well, that's always... That's always good. Uh, that's, but yeah. Um, where, when did you start with the Dominion? I just want to know. When did I? When did you start with the with Dominion? Was it like family, kind of? Yeah, it was family connection through my my brother um, Atticus. He's my half brother, um, on my mother's side, and um, he. They were in need of someone um, of my caliber, and um, I needed a job of, after the war, obviously, and um, it seemed like a good fit. So, fair few years now. Hmm. Interest. Hmm. Well, you've arrived at the place, and the fellow says, um, can I help you? Yes, we'd like to uh, sign off for, um, I have a, a plane here and uh, my associate here has left his um, balloon with you as well. We're here to sign oh. off for him. Those massive boxes. Excellent. All right, they're taking up space. Sign off, please. And, and what would you like us to do with them? 
put them on the train. The train. Okay. For, uh, We're heading to Ohio. Now who's paying the bill for this? We, the same people paying for the storage? Yes. Dominion. Oh, all right. He gets some paperwork, signs some things, and talks to his boss for a moment. Then they go, okay, fine. We'll get it delivered. Uh, the train leaves tomorrow morning. All right. Is it... Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Where can we contact you if we need to? Um, is there a hotel or a lodging house somewhere nearby? Across from the train station, there's a pretty good size hotel. It's where everyone stays. We were just passing through. There. We'll be there. All right. Easy Ask enough. for uh, Captain Dean Montgomery. Done. Writes it down. Sends you on your way. You're off to the hotel. Get your rooms. What do you want to do? Well, as we're as we're getting the rooms, I, I sort of say to everybody, say, okay, maybe maybe I'm dense or something, but uh, just occurred to me, probably something we already knew, but you know the the crackpot that was originally building that city uh, up by Party Mills was calling it Star City, and that artifact that. Uh, that uh, uh, Montgomery, that Montague showed us. That was a Deal star. Yeah. Yes, that's 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 quite true. Not Montague. Does anyone want to make an idea roll? Sure. Yeah, I can idea roll. Got it. it. Needs to be good. How good? Got a thirty-one out of eighty-five. So that's a uh, hard. Okay. Wheels start churning, gears start and you think Star City Star Mound Serpent. There's serpent mounds there. You start thinking, oh, maybe it's just maybe it's something snakes. Serpent Why did it have to be snakes? Be snakes. <laughs> it's just an idea that maybe if those two things go together, maybe this We'll see. Hang on, wait. Did somebody say snakes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, just so you know, I got an extreme of my idea. Tell you thought it really could be snakes. You finished my <laughs> sentence. No more. <laughs> you finished the sentence of him. You, he started talking about it and you went, snake! That's it! <laughs> oh, Great. All right. As long as it's not seafood. What's in that? I could Could be worse. All right. So you, you get to the hotel. There's definitely a room for you. Absolutely. You have to unload your luggage again. Pack your luggage up again the next morning. The train is leaving at 8 in the morning. It is a few hours train ride. Is there... Anything he wants to do, anyone wants to do before they leave. There, there's a tentacle on your neck. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Cat tentacle. I thought it got It's a snake, actually. Yeah. So you, <laughs> the next morning, unless anyone wants to do anything, you um, uh, your train um, leaves Lansing. 
I'm going to basically pick up another gun, same time as their Owen. You know, it's always good to have an extra or even ammo. So more ammo is yeah, You can all make sure you're all loaded up with ammo. and. I don't quite like the feel of this gun. Throw it away. Let's <laughs> <laughs> buy a different one. They have a vending machine in the hotel lobby. <laughs> yeah. You go to a metal workshop and invent a 44 Magnum or something. You, you find one on your pillow at night in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift. It's Michigan. Like they don't do mints there. They do. They do guns. <laughs> Handguns. Combatchy <laughs> shotguns. <laughs> All right. So I'll assume you're just heading off to uh, Chilcoth, Ohio. You get to Chilcoth, Ohio the next day. Chugga chugga. Things are unloaded. There, it, you 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 are met at, at the uh, train station because you are absolutely on time. And there's a fella, and he's got a sign that says. Captain Montgomery and company. I think that's you. It would seem so. I walk up to the guy with the sign. He goes, oh, Captain Montgomery, if, uh, Dr. Montague sent me. Um, we, we, we'd like to get all of your things delivered. So uh, he, he, he says, uh, we'll take care of all of this, getting the aircraft and that whatever's in that giant friggin' box there delivered and all of your luggage. So uh, let's, let's just, uh, let's get out of here quickly before people start asking why we're here, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Is that right, gentlemen and Ma? Okay. So let's he go. is, let's go. He's good. Right. That's good. Go. He's, he's a little nervous. He says, uh, th there's a, there's a small, small hotel in, in this little town. So we're just going to go right straight there. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Everybody jump in. Let's go. He's, he's really anxious, anxious to get you going. You get to the small town. It, it's literally 15 minutes, a bad drive on a side road out of uh, Lansing. And all the time you're passing, you see fields and you see, you actually can see these mounds in the distance. Mm. Every once in a while, this perfect round, like, like someone's head peeking up out of the, out of the, out of the flat soil of the fields and you'll see mounds and you'll see uh, uh, just uh, people building around them. It's, there's nothing. It's the people treat them like it's just just part of the landscape here. Guys, kind of imagine and, that there's, uh, there's brain things underneath all those. <laughs> That's weird. So you, you, it's, the, the hotel the guy posted goes, okay, let's let's get get our stuff in your rooms and, and then we can meet. We've got there's a small room back for meetings, and uh, believe it or not, I can't get the the, the hotel's owned by the mayor and his wife, and we actually have to talk to them. So let me do the talking if you if you don't mind, and Captain Montgomery, you can you can jump in as well. So you, right. you they, they're waiting for you. There's a, a heavy set fellow with a half untucked kind of a greasy shirt. And he sees you coming. He goes, oh, more, more people from Dominion. Very pleased to be, not Dominion. No, no, more people from Apollo Research. Pleased to meet you. Pleased to meet you. Shakes, shakes everyone's hands. And, and he sees Ma. And he goes, you're traveling with a group of men. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing the cooking and cleaning for the men folk. Got to oh, make sure that the, they, the, they look their best. So they all day. So, yes. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good. Um, my name is, is, is Mayor... Um, Mayor, look up my name. It's 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 uh, the heck's his name? Ma Robbie Robbie Washburn. Robbie Washburn. Mayor Mayor Washburn, and and this is my this is my wife April, and uh, we own the hotel, and I, I am also the mayor. So please please make 
avail yourself of our of our wonderful hotel here and if there's anything anything i can do to help you out please let me know we're very happy to have you all here working and exploring these wonderful mounds that we have here indians built them as far as i've gathered mm. fascinating yeah is interesting right? is building the correct term when you're just shoveling dirt <laughs> constructed <laughs> constructed i guess de-excavated i don't know piled 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 <laughs> piled them to but he shows you to your room yeah <laughs> we showed you to your rooms he's, he's talking all the way and he says please please just if you need anything let us know if you ring and hang up and ring again we'll know it's you and we'll actually answer the phone because technically we don't answer the phone after eight o'clock at night he says, so, so could you come with me for a moment? He just takes Percy aside. Is there anything I can help you with, sir? You seem to be a little frail. Are you, are you okay? I'm perfectly um, within my faculties. I'll, I'll have you, I, I, I don't need any help with anything. Well, you're an older gentleman, and they're putting you to work. That doesn't seem I right. May be, I may be an older gentleman, young man, but I'm 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 I'm, I'm more than capable of 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 of, 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 of yes. Excellent. Well, if, if would you would you like a, sh a nip of brandy before bed? Yeah. Yeah. Before you, <laughs> please. That was that was basically what I was going to ask uh, the uh, mayor and stuff like that. Do you got like, no, uh, any kind of like whiskey or anything like? I don't know if it's a prohibition or not, anything like that. Is there a prohibition right now? I believe there there might be in Ohio. No, no, no. We we don't have any any alcohol. It's, it's there is a restaurant down the way that we've heard might occasionally go sideways from the law a bit, but I wouldn't know about that. I'm the mayor. I'd shut that right down. So you take, Percy, he sort of escorts you into like a side room and he's got a little little room, a library, and he pulls out a bottle of brandy and get, gives you and him a shot. He says, can you, what are you fellas doing here? What's going on down at the dig site? Well, uh, I, 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 I think they're just, um, they're, they're looking at, a, at an old um, Indian mound. But I've heard, hmm, I, I've heard some noises coming from the direction of that that dig site at night. What, I just what, didn't know dig, if it was digging something. Digging noises? No, like a lot of dogs barking. A lot of, I don't know. It, it just seem just doesn't seem like your normal. Uh, well, just if, if, if you wouldn't mind, if you find out now that you've arrived, if there's something going on there, I'm the mayor and no one seems to want to talk to me about this, but they're throwing a lot of money at us. So I'd really just, if, if, you, if you hear anything, if you could let me know. Are you worried it might be rabies? That is always a concern. Especially as the summer comes about. Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look. Okay, if you could, that would be that would be much appreciated. Much yes, appreciated. yes, yes, of course, yes. I'm, and, I'm, and if, you, 
feel so, free to come in and have a nip of brandy anytime you want. Terribly just, just, good with dogs as it goes. My 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 sister Dolly, um, she she had a lovely cocker spaniel. Used to adore being that dog. Always used to come and see me when I visited. So yes, yes, I'm I'm more than happy to 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 see what's going on with the the dogs. I'm I'm becoming slightly aware at this point in the conversation that um I'm I'm having a conversation with you, but you you actually um you seem to have had a stroke <laughs> and you're not moving anymore. <laughs> would would you like me to call a doctor? <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes the connection cuts us off, right? The most important part. <laughs> are, are you done? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't really mean to jump off like that. Sorry. But I gather it was a wonderful story. <laughs> don't, don't worry. You'll, you'll... <laughs> I'll see it on the free play. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is Tom. This is off, off record this zoom is wonderful but unlike hangouts when something goes wrong everything locks up on me and it just goes and then it just comes back about 30 seconds later mm. so it's quick but it's my fault anyway he says come in for a nip of brandy anytime you want just please don't tell the others but thing you find out that would be wonderful poor secret safe with me old boy <laughs> So everyone gets their rooms. You're tired after a long journey. There's a hot bath down the hallway. Um, only one person at a time, of course. Oh. Um, but there's lots of hot water. They have access to it, but it's just not a lot. You know, it's a bathtub, not a shower. Um, end of the first night, you sleep, you wake up, you're refreshed. You're, Captain Montgomery knows that you are to travel to the dig site to meet Zephyr Montague. And that's at a place called uh, Revelsmith? Oh, this is the town you're in right now is Revelsmith. You're oh, outside Revelsmith. of Chilcot. Yep. So you head to uh, the next morning. You get up, you dress, you shower, you eat, and uh, there's a car waiting for you again to take you all down. Could I, when you, could I oh, sorry, shower? Go ahead. Could, 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 could I shower before I get dressed? Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. You can do it in that order if you choose. I mean, <laughs> he's kind of old-fashioned. Oh, come on, live a little. <laughs> it's just my my suit doesn't really need. <laughs> well, then you have cleaning bills, don't you? If you don't shower well dressed. All right. Fine. It's called you the rage now. The wet look. <laughs> the wet look. That's right. It's clingy. It shows off the muscles. So <laughs> you uh, you get to the. Uh, you get to the dig site. It is fairly large. There's a, there, and the one thing you note right away, Percy, is there is a lot of dogs. There are a lot of dogs that are tied up in various locations, um, not running loose, but tied up. And there are people walking around. Not very many, a few, but they're armed. And uh, there is a tent, and there is a building that has been constructed, a temporary building. And as you do go by, the door is open, and within the building, you can see the large box that contains most likely you assume the uh, balloon and in behind there is a crate that has already been partially unboxed which is the aircraft of Captain Montgomery's. Uh, 
No. I was so worried that was me for a second. I was like, oh, don't cut me off. <laughs> uh, wait until he comes back and then everyone just stop moving. <laughs> but like this. <laughs> Sorry, you're man. right it's always been something like exciting about it. you're like oh cool we're getting <laughs> there he is story okay we heard that the, that the airplane was there the aircraft is there there and coming to the cars immediately is a short stocky fellow with a deer stalker cap and the, the, the little tiny glasses and tiny little gray beard and it's, uh, you immediately, Captain Montgomery, you recognize that it's Zephyr Montague. And he comes to you all and he says, ah, you've arrived, you've arrived. Excellent. Thank you for coming. We're going to have to brief uh, one another on what we're doing and what we need from you and what expertise you, we hope you, to br hope you can bring to this, uh, your investigative skills. Ours are directly related to this kind of work, archaeological work. But what we need you to assist with is this. And he hands you a very old letter. He says, we could not give you this before. We did not wish to transport this nor create a copy of it. But this is what has led us to here. And it is a letter. And it is from this very old 1800s vintage letter, you're assuming. Letter from the lady's name is Amelia Bodalia to Francis Tremaine, Chilcoth, Ohio. It says, Father, and this is in perfect feminine script. Father, I implore you to accept my gravest, deepest, most sincere apologies. I should have listened to you. I should have taken heed at your warnings. I should never have married Jonathan and ran away, run away to the West, that dry, heartless land. He was, I promise you, good at first, honest at first. But your premonition was correct. He turned cold and dead to me after we arrived. Soon after, and our, soon after our home was constructed, he opened his church. He took up with the local Indians. I say took up with, but really it was more of a control. He bade them to do work. He bade them to build another church in the wood. He obeyed, they obeyed and built and slaved away, cold-eyed and unresponsive to others. He ignored me and spent more and more time with them, not at his church, but in the rough-hewn temple. I was not allowed near. I was directed forcefully to stay away, to stay home. But you know me, Father. I went anyways one night. It was a scene of depravity and sin, nakedness, lewdness, and drinking. Jonathan was there at the front, like the Lord himself gone to the devil. Father, I barred the door. It had been near a year of madness I had suffered. I want no others to know what he and they had done and were doing. I threw my lantern in the open window and ran home. I await your direction and what help you may give. Please bring me home. The sounds of those screams still haunt me. And Zephyr Montague then says to you, we found this letter in a box. And that box contained an indentation where something had once sat. And that indentation was star-shaped and had an octagonal hole in the middle of the indentation. So we believe somehow the second piece is here and has some connection to this family. 
are you, are you any nearer to knowing what these 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 star things are? No, my job is to find them. Now we 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 were told that you're 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 excavating a a a, a mound. If you note, this mound is not like the others. All How? the other mounds around here have trees built, trees that have grown into the sides of them or into the bases of them. This mound is not old. This mound is no more than 40 years old. Mm. Oh my goodness. That's, um... That's rather unusual. Uh, is it any bigger or smaller than, than the nearby mounds? Yes. It is much smaller by about 30% than most all other mounds, than all other mounds in the area. And oddly enough, on the far side of the mound, we found a broken headstone. Like on a the, grave. Like mm. a, on that headstone was the, the only name we could make out was Amelia. Right. So that's where we should probably leave it tonight, if that's okay, Tom. Yeah, that's a good spot. Could you just before we before we finish, could mm -hmm. you just remind me again of the the name of the person to whom that letter was was addressed? Yes, Francis Tremaine. T R E M A I N. And Amelia was talking about her husband. What was his name? She only referred to him as Jonathan. Well, it would be Jonathan Bordiella, wouldn't it? Well, yes, because her it's B E A U D E B E A U D E L I A. Okay. Sorry, I was going to spell it. Her name would French. be Tremaine. If mm. uh, if Francis was her father. All right. Mm -hmm. Our players included Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, Corey Heistead, Zane Fleming, Troy Wheeldryer, and myself, with Sean Little as a keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Uh, we have a new patron tonight. Gabe Harkins has pledged $10 a month. Wow, Gabe, that's uh, very generous. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you. If, you. if you would like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows leave us some comments we love reading them. this is tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of hp lovecraft and the call of cthulhu role-playing game until next time good luck and good gaming